sisters, welcome to the dumbest thing in your life. We will be taking some time out of your life to inform you about history. We will be talking about the history of the Philippines. Confetti. <laughs> we will have the honor of having the best of the best here today. We have Dr. Netflix from Dillman, Dr. Hulu from wherever, an enthusiast named Disney Plus, and of course, me the best in the world, Todd. Before we get into some knowledge, let's have a word from our sponsors. Hellman's Condiment was nice enough to pay our special guest today. Hellman's wanted us to inform you that they came out with a new formula. It makes all burgers and hot dogs taste like the Krusty Krab secret formula. You can go to the nearest store and you can use our code SISTERS for 10% off your first order. Woohoo! Since we got that paycheck, let's have Dr. Netflix start us off with the beginning of imperialism in the Philippines. The Philippines had three upsides that were very valuable. They were seen as an opportunity to spread the Roman Catholic Church, which had become quite powerful in Europe. They were also seen as a way to gain wealth through the spice trade in Asia. Along with that, they were seen as a way to gain political power by conquering and laying claim to as many lands as possible. A Portugal man named Ferdinand Magellan discovered the Philippine Islands under the Spanish flag. He established Catholicism in some areas, including Cabo, where roughly about 800 natives were baptized. Conflict arose and war erupted between the two nations. Spain continued to send expeditions to the Philippines until 1564. Spain conquered one island one island at a time until the whole country was conquered. The Philippines remained under the control of the Spanish for about 300 years. The Spaniards had left some effects on the Philippines. Um, for an example, Spanish got incorporated into the Filipino dialect. As of today, it is estimated that 20% of Tagalog words are from Spanish. Um, for an example, um, their greeting in Tagalog is como esta which is taken from the Spanish Como Estas. Another major effect that was left was religion. Catholicism is still a major part of their day-to-day life today. Um, And there's so many other ways that they changed their culture. Yes, period. Well, that was interesting, I guess. Now let's hear from Dr. Hulu about the war. After the Spanish-American War in 1898, because Spain lost, they also lost the control they had over the Philippines. The U.S. took this as an advantage to annex the Philippines to stop other powers like Germany or Japan from taking over. Though some were worried that annexation would permit the non-white Philippines to have a role in the American national government, the U.S. still wanted to gain control over the Philippines because they thought that they were incapable of self-rule. The Philippines thought that the Americans were there to help them out, but they were wrong. They heard that they would be annexed by the U.S., so the Philippine Republic declared independence and established a constitutional government. The war lasted three years and had two phases. The first phase from February to November of 1899 by Emilio Aguinaldo, the president of the Philippines. He sent troops that weren't prepared to fight against the better prepared American troops. 
The second phase was in November of 1899. The Filipinos switched to guerrilla-style warfare. This led to the capture of Aguinaldo in the spring of 1902. By this time, most of the Filipino resistance had disappeared, and on July 4th, 1902, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt declared the end of the Philippine-American War. Thank you so much for that amazing speech. Now let's get some info from Todd. Filipinos were seen as incapable of self-rule, which, after being conquered for 300 years, would be reasonable. America feared that if they did not take control of the island, Germany or Japan might. When it became clear that the U.S. was going to control them like colonials, the earliest clashes between the two sides swelled in an all-out war. Aguinaldo started the Philippine Revolutionaries in November 1899. He seized control of most of the Philippines' main island of Luzon and proclaimed the establishment of the independent Philippine Republic. The revolution was known as insurrection, rather than the Filipinos trying to fight off a foreign invader. The United States military had advantages. They had trained fighting forces, a steady supply of military equipment, and control of the waterways. Filipino forces were slowed down by the lack of ability to gain any kind of support from the outside. Major shortages of weapons and ammunition and complications produced by the Philippines' geographic complexity. Under these conditions, Aguinaldo's attempt to fight a conventional war for the first few months was a fatal mistake. 20,000 Filipino combatants soldiers passed along with about 200,000 Filipino civilians who died from fam violence, famine, and disease. For this major loss, Aguinaldo chose to switch to the guerrilla tactics. President Theodore Roosevelt proclaimed a general amnesty. The act of a government pardon was granted to a large group of individuals and declared the conflict over on July 4, 1902. Although minor uprisings and insurrections against American rule periodically occurred in the years that followed, the war was brutal on both sides. U.S. forces at times burned villages, implemented reconcentration policies, and employed torture on suspected guerrillas. While Filipino fighters also tortured and captured, tortured captured soldiers and terrorized civilians who cooperated in American forces, many civilians died during the conflict as a result of fighting cholera and malaria epidemics and food shortages caused by several agriculture catastrophes. In 1907, the Philippines con convened its first elected assembly, and in 1916, the Jones Act promised the nation eventual independence. The atrop Pelago became an, an, an autonomous commonwealth in 1935, and the U.S. granted independence in 1946. I'm sorry if I mispronounced any words. Wow, 10 out of 10. Very nice voice. I would listen again. Now, let's hear from a person that thinks this is a hobby and somehow makes a living with this. The enthusiast, Disney+. Plus. Colonialism affected some of the Philippines' traditions, culture, and many other things that go with it. One of the things that was affected by colonialism was some of the Filipino languages. When you live in a different place in the world, you're usually taught their language because that's how you communicate. In the Philippines, they had many different native languages. I am so sorry if I pronounce them wrong. Cubano, Tagalog, Ilocano, Ilongu and Chavacano. When the Spanish took over, they changed and replaced a lot of the words with Spanish and English. Now the Filipinos' modernized version of English is known as Tagalog. The Philippines' religion was called animism. 
But because of the Spanish, when they ruled the majority of the Philippines are now Christian. The traditions they used to actually play games like Pico, Patanero, or Tambran Peso. Again, I'm so sorry if I pronounced them wrong. And the people who actually experienced the games are actually known as being lucky because nowadays kids just usually use technology as their form of entertainment. Now onto the culture. The Filipinos back then they were not really into showing off their skin, especially the girls. Nowadays they just wear clothes that were mostly influenced by the Western countries. Back then, the Filipinos had their own music and dances. Now everything is mixed with some of the Spanish music and dances. The Spanish really changed the island a lot. I wouldn't say everything, but the majority is mostly changed and mixed with the Spanish. I would say colonialism has affected. I would say colonialism has a negative effect because they're. A lot of their culture and traditions mixed, which isn't as original, because the culture and the traditions is what makes an ethnicity so unique. Now, wasn't that low-key boring? All right, I'm just kidding. Now, haven't we learned a lot from each other? And thanks, y'all, for listening in. And make sure you come back to next week for a podcast about why Cardi B. Should run for president.